Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, Pastor Chris. I'm so happy I get to come to you this week for midweek service. We get to be together, man. We're so excited that we get to come into your home and we get to spend some time with you. Kind of change it up a little bit. This way we could be a little bit more up close and personal. I'm going to share a word today that I know is going to be encouraging to you and giving us uh, a sense of stability and maybe some unstable times. You know, God has been so good and so gracious to kind of help us in this season in every area of our life. And I just want to encourage you today. Be encouraged. So please take the time to share today so we can help other people. I don't know about you, but I've noticed that in this time of great need in the earth, so, so many people have been just kind of connecting to a place of hope. And that's what we're providing. We're providing hope for people in situations and circumstances. And I want you to know your, your feed, your whether you're sharing it, whether Instagram or Facebook or, you know, YouTube in it or however you're getting it out, this is a key because a lot of people are looking for help and hope and they don't know where to find it. I even noticed this week people connecting to me, you know, that I really don't have relationship with, but I know that they know that we're, we're sharing some help to them, you know, so just be sensitive to reach out to people through the feed, through get, get it in people's hands because it's encouraging people, amen, man, we're so excited we get to be with you guys, I can't wait to be with you, um, keep an update on your emails like we've been saying, we've been corresponding, I know we're going to get some, um, we're going to get some times that we're going to do some stuff this next, over this next couple weeks that are really going to be um, exciting, so I want you to be involved and be a part of it, it's going to be awesome, praise the Lord, well, we love you and we miss you so much. Um, that's one of the things I um, I really just want you to know, man, how much we, we appreciate you. We appreciate your faithfulness. We appreciate you reaching out to other members of the church. I got personal testimonies from people saying, Pastor, you don't know how good it is when somebody calls me from the church, somebody reached out to me. Man, you guys are relevant, and that's why you do it. And all the extended friends and partners, we're praying for you and keeping you in our hearts and keeping you in our prayers. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. I want you to get excited about giving because I'm going to tell you what, your giving is making a way for you. I got a scripture for you here. It's Proverbs 11, 24 and 25 in the Message Bible. Powerful, powerful stuff. Listen to what it says. It says, the, 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 the world of generous, of the generous, man, <laughs> I'm telling you what. It blessed me because I started thinking about it. I get excited about it. Listen to this. The world of the generous gets larger and la larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Isn't that so good? So the world of the generous gets larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. Man, I want you to know that you're giving you're giving. The, the world of the generous gets larger and larger, but stingy people's world gets smaller and smaller. Man, be generous today. Be a person of generosity. You guys are so good at being generous. I appreciate your faithfulness and your gifts and your giving and your tithing and your giving of offerings are so important to the ministry, but they're so important to the kingdom. Amen? And it's so important to you because how many of you know as you and your family are generous in a time of need to be a blessing, you're going to get larger and larger and larger, but stingy people get smaller and smaller. I love what the message says. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Isn't that so good? That's great news, ain't it? That as I give, I not only open up the door of blessing, but I am abundantly blessed. And how about this one? I love this. My world starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Seems like overflow to me. Amen. I'll tell you, I was listening to that song this week. 
overflow. I got overflow coming my way, amen. You've got overflow coming your way because you guys have been faithful with your tithes and with your offerings. Your gift giving in your generosity is making a greater way for you, amen. So here's some awesome ways you can give, amen. Some of you know I got my little, my little she here. Number one way, um, maybe one of the easiest ways is text to give. And all you have to do is text your dollar amount to 386-968-1103. Text to give. Real easy. You just text your dollar amount, 968-1103. One of the other ways you can give is through this. You can online give. It's so important that you you give, and give what way is easier for you, amen? I mean, I know, I think the texting might be the simplest, but some of you just do it the way you do it, do it. And I want you to know, you say, Pastor, even in these times, I know you're, 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 you're bringing us to a level of revelation. Your giving makes a difference to your blessing. Famine cannot overtake you. Lack cannot overtake you because your giving is your voice. Just remember this. I'm going to read this to you, but I just really would feel quicker. Your giving is your voice and your only voice into your financial situation. Does that make sense? You could you could bawl, squall, cry, all that stuff. We can go through all those gamut of emotions, but my seed makes a difference. That's why I'm not I'm not concerned with 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 I want you to know the truth. I'm not concerned with oh, you know, pastor in these times you think this yes. Your giving is crucial and critical in these moments because it is your voice. It is your voice in the realm of finances. And I know you guys know that, so it's really, really important. So just keep being faithful, doing what you're doing. You know what I'm talking about. My relevant team knows what I'm talking about. Amen. I've been getting the testimonies of how good it is. Amen. Praise the Lord. And your online giving is relevant. It's really easy. Just go to relevantfl.org slash giving, and you can give right there, relevantfl.org slash giving. You can use the cash app which is dollar sign relevant FL. Just please put your uh, full name and, and your, your type of gift right there. And then uh, you could mail your you, to the ministry. And, you know, that's been such a blessing. Um, I pray in over all the offerings. When the mail comes in the end of the week, we pray over everything. We're praying for your prosperity. You guys, you guys are awesome. Your, your, your giving um, is, is such a blessing to the kingdom. And you know how to do that. It's Re- Relevant Church, 920 Bevel Road, um, you guys know Daytona Beach, Florida. Amen. So let's just hold, hold your seat in your hand or hold your phone in the air or leave your offering over there. I want to just take the minute and pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you that they prosper even in times when it looks like the unknown is all around. You're so faithful to prosper them supernaturally and abundantly. Father, we thank you for increase coming their way. We thank you that you have made a hedge around them, Lord. You're keeping them divinely protected, and you're keeping them divinely provided for. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, and I've never seen his seed begging for bread. Thank you, Father, for meeting every financial need and every want. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. Well, glory to God, man. I'm excited to get in this this series. Um, We've been in righteousness, and it's been powerful. And I want you to get encouraged because I think um, this is going to be really helpful today, and this weekend is going to be strong. So make sure you're with us. Amen. It's easy to go around thinking that these challenges we're facing are so big, what am I going to do? Um, That's one thing. It's because, you know, sometimes our thoughts can limit our availability to what God can do. So I know in seasons like this when we don't know what's going on, we don't know we don't we don't have control over situations circumstances we don't have sometimes um a sure foundation you know we know we got that from the word but if you just there's a lot of noise going on out there and there's a lot of pressure in the earth so sometimes we we see this thing it it seems like this challenge is so big you know we seem like it seems to be overwhelming the earth doesn't know what to do with it we kind of get stuck almost in the place of not knowing we we draw and in kind of like a consciousness of what we're constantly thinking about. And we've kind of been saturated with, you know, the virus and the economy and the what am I going to do and how much longer are we going to stay in this situation? And, you know, 
Is this virus ever going to go away? You know, I heard stuff the other day. It's like you might be dealing with this for the rest of this year, and then they're kind of vamping up for, like, it being even worse next year when it comes around. or something. You know, you just – it's everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, and we understand it's natural. But you got to understand this. You can't think defeat and have victory, guys. You know what I mean? You just can't. You can't have the two together. You can't, you can't be like a tie. So I know – you know, you look at the economy and you're like, oh, my gosh. Some of you are looking at your job going, am I going to be okay? And are my needs and all this stuff. And I understand that it's all natural response to what we're walking through in the earth. And as I kind of took away my takeaway, I'm going to give you some takeaways today that you could take to help you navigate through everything that life is giving you right now. First and foremost thing you need to know is you're going to draw into yourself what you constantly think upon. And that's really strong because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You really kind of attract um, what you're thinking on. So really make sure your thinking is where it needs to be because if your thinking is not in the right arena, it's going to pull in some stuff you really don't want. So if you're thinking fear-filled thoughts, you're going to kind of pull fear in. If you're thinking lack-filled thoughts, you're going to kind of pull lack in. So Guys, listen, don't be discouraged. We all do it. So I want to let you know, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, I got ideas that come to me sometimes that are fear-filled or worrisome or, you know, lack. You know, it was funny. Um, it was kind of funny. <laughs> you know, one of the kids uh, over the weekend, I don't want to mention his name, but um, he was kind of being cute. You know, we were kind of sitting, and he tried to play a joke. You know, he kind of said, he said something was kind of going on in the house. Something was like on the stove or something. It's like, oh, you know, and he's like, come out. And right away, you, you, you know, you don't, even, you don't even think, you know. It's like something's spilling all over the place. You just, I just jumped up and reacted, you know, because you hear things. And when you hear things, sometimes your instant response is the negative. Like, and then on my way going, I was like, are you kidding around? You know what I mean? But your initial response is, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Right. And sometimes when you hear stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God, there's a fire. Everybody's like, ah, you know, but there could be like a little, you know, like somebody's got like a little matchstick and they got a little fire, or we got like a forest fire. There's two different kinds of fire, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes when you get that first, um, you kind of get that first little word, you get, you get alarmed, you know? Uh, look, everybody is braced for a negative kind of season that we're in, but how do I overcome it? How do I not only overcome it, what are my tools? So one of the things I was thinking about, you can't think, you can't think defeat and have victory. You can't think weak and be strong. You can't do this. You can't think I'm not able and then accomplish great things. You can't. You're, you're going to you're, you're, you're gonna follow your thoughts, so you've got to make sure your thoughts are going in the right direction. That's the truth. You're going to follow your thoughts. You've got to make sure your thoughts are going in the right direction. Um, your life follows your thoughts, so it's important that you're thinking right things. Instead of thinking weak and defeat and not able to do it, start thinking good thoughts. Start thinking powerful thoughts. Start thinking thoughts that are kind of negative to the words you've been hearing in the earth start thinking some thoughts that are good acceptable holy just you know what i mean put some thoughts in and i know it's going to take a little work to overcome some of the atmosphere that we're all living in but remember this if you take the time to put some good thoughts in you're going to get some good feelings on the inside because when you thinker when you're thinking it creates your feeling if i could change what you're thinking i could change what you're feeling you guys know that um start thinking powerful thoughts Start thinking some thoughts that are going to bring good things. This is one big day. There, there, you got to think sometimes the, the ability in me is greater than the ability coming against me. For greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. It's the word of God, amen? It's important. Sometimes I got to remind myself these things, you know, just because I know it. You know, I, I kid around. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, amen? That's important, amen? It didn't say what you heard, what you're hearing. Stay around the Word of God. Fill yourself up. Victory starts in your mind. Amen? So remember that. Success, breakthroughs, new levels, all that stuff's dependent on your thinking. Okay? I like this one. The writer of Proverbs says it like this. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. I love that. And we're going to read that. Proverbs 4.20 all the way through in the Message Bible. But here's the thing. Are your thoughts, this is my question, are your thoughts 
helping you or hurting you in this season of life? That's a guy asking. Oh, is my thinking really going where it's? Is my thinking on a road that's taking me to a good destination, or is my thinking kind of taking me down a road I need to get off of? And let me tell you something right now. Sometimes my thinking is good for part of the trip. <laughs> yeah, you know, you ever take a road trip? We did this, you know, you pack the cage like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah, for the first couple of hours, every road trip is great. About six hours into this thing, you're thinking, am I out of my mind? What was I thinking trapping myself in a car, traveling like 16 hours going somewhere, and everybody thinks this idea is bad halfway through. But in the beginning, it looked good. Right? It was like, oh, this is a great idea. Yeah, great ideas sometimes don't look great in the middle of them, right? How about this one? Are you thinking, are you thinking the right way? Are you thinking thoughts that are helping you? Are you thinking thoughts of victory? Are you thinking thoughts of accomplishing things or are you thinking like man you know we're never going to get out of this mess we're never going to accomplish anything my dreams are destroyed uh never going to get through this thing and you might be going right now you might be dealing with addiction you might be thinking with mental areas of your life you might be thinking am i ever going to get this works for everything guys this isn't just about what we're living in today am i ever going to get this marriage on the right track am i ever going to get this um this addiction off of my life? Am I ever going to get these negative ideas? Am I ever going to break through this fear? Am I ever going to be able to come up out of this oppression? You are. Look what he says here in Proverbs 4.20, and I like the message because it really expounds it. It says, dear friend, listen. Listen well to my words. Turn your ears to my voice and keep my message in plain view at all times. That's the word of God, guys. Concentrate. Let it let it be this. This is what I want to say. I added this on. Learn it by heart. Let this be, what I should say is this, let this mind be in you, which was also on Christ Jesus. This is how you got to think about the word of God. I kind of got, so sometimes God kind of downloads in me when I'm reading stuff to you and I get a little bit, but that's what I want. Let this, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. What that means is this. Jesus understood his position, and he agreed with the word of God because he was the word of God. So if you start putting your value on this word, you, you're, this word of you will become one, and that's what we need. We need you one with the word. So let me just get it. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate it. Concentrate and learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul. They're bursting with health. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. See, that's what he's saying. Keep eye on your spirit. Why? And you, things come in your spirit through your eyes and through your ears. Remember that. There's two gates or two ways in the point of contact in man's spirit. When he says your heart, he's talking about your first Peter 3, 4 hidden man in the heart. He's saying guard your heart. That's not just your feelings. Now, your feelings are part of your heart. That's not just your emotions because those are part of your heart. He's saying your spirit. In there is everything. Spirit, soul, and body is trapped in the heart of man. That's what I believe. Okay? So keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Man, that is so good, right? You can't be talking faith and victory and supernatural and then talk lack, defeat, and unbelief. You can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. So don't, some seasons it's good, don't say nothing. You know, remember your mama used to tell you, if you, ain't, if you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. Hallelujah, ain't that the truth when it comes to faith? If you can't speak faith-filled words, don't say nothing about the situation. It's not helping you. It's hurting you. Amen? Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid this careless banter and white lies and gossip. Stay at it. Keep your eyes straight ahead and ignore all sideshow distractions. Man, ain't that good, right? Some, somebody, some, you know, some sideshow distractions are really not really there. You know, you got to just stay away from it. And sometimes I think some people just come into life to create sideshow distractions. You know what I mean? They are drama-filled individuals on assignment to try to mess up your peace. Amen? Just turn the channel on the sideshow distractions and stay on the road of victory. Amen? Ain't that true? Well, it says, watch your step. 
and the road will stretch out smooth before you. And don't look to the right or the left and leave this stuff away. Leave evil in the dust, baby. That's so good, ain't it? Watch this. Remember this, guys. You are choosing the direction your life is going to go. That's the truth. You choose the direction. You know what? I could sit, you could sit in the day and the hour we're living in right now and go, the world's coming to an end. Nothing's working good. This is so bad. Everything's negative. I'm this, oh, you know, but you could stay in the same atmosphere and just be like, hey, you know, God's good. It's gonna be okay. You know, I I you gotta understand some guys, the news has to kind of lean towards a negative side because nobody really wants to hear the positive side. So you listen to all this, it's like, what about all the people? Like, And when you come into a natural season we're living in right now, you go, I know, don't get me wrong, guys, we're not being incompatible. Uh, we're not walking with a lack of level of, in- of compassion. We're not being incompassionate towards people. We're not trying to be... Me, I understand it's devastating. I've never seen anything like this. It's a devastating time. But you could also say, look at all the people that are well. Look at all the people that recovered. More people have recovered than more people that have passed away. And we're, our prayers and our love are with people whose loved ones passed away and people that are going through this. It's dear to everybody's heart. But you got to look at sometimes, you got to look at the glass half full, not half empty. Everything seems to be empty. No, remember it is. You choose the direction of your life. You choose the direction your life's going in. I think that is so important. You know, Caleb and Joshua came to a time in, 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 in a dispensation in the earth when the blessing was outside of the reach of the children of Israel. And he sent the spies in the land. He said, spy out the land. Go in there and see what you see. Caleb and Joshua had a different report, better report than three and a half million people. That's not perfect numbers, but you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm shooting the best I can there. Three and a half million people and two guys got a two guys got a different report. Come on, guys. You know what? It's not about it being bad. It's about what are you seeing in the bad. It's not looking at it being challenging. Obviously, we're living in challenging times. But what are you seeing in the challenge? That's the key. Do you see the place of victory even in the midst of all the turmoil? I think it's important. Look at this. Watch this. Pay attention to what your mind is dwelling on. That's so important. Pay attention. What am I thinking upon? What am, what's, what am I allowing in my mind space? Is it, is it a negative thing? Is it discouraging? Is it fearful? Don't give that stuff any kind of mind space. Don't give it any mind-dealing time. Don't give it any time of day. Discard it. Turn it around and dwell on what God says about you. Thoughts that are good. Amen. Thoughts that are pure, thoughts that are holy. Look at this. I like this one. I want you to look at this one. Psalm 511 and 12, it says this. Think of this one. This is so good. I put it in the, in the, in the message Bible, but, but you got to put your trust in the Lord. Amen? A favor is surrounding you like a shield. Isn't that good news? Look at this. Psalm 511. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. Do you see that? Look what he says here. He says, if let them also that love thy name be joyful. Keep your joy. Amen. Remember I said happiness is because of circumstances. Joy is a position of the heart. Happiness comes and goes like outside stuff. But happiness, happiness comes and goes like that. But joy, that's in the heart. Does that make sense? Joy is a fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace. Let's fruit of the Spirit. you got to develop these things. We're going to talk about it a little bit. How about this? It says, for the Lord will bless the righteous with favor. Will he compass them what? Oh, what? He will compass you what? With what? Or compass you what? With a shield. Amen? That means he shields all around you. Amen? Favor is surrounding me like a shield. Goodness and mercy are following me. Amen? No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Come on. You see that? Thanks be to God who always causes me to triumph. He didn't say some of the time, most of the time. He said all the time. Amen? He's always on watch. 
Every morning when you get up, claim victory. Every day when you're walking through the day, claim I'm an overcomer. Every day when you're walking against the pressures of the earth, tell it, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. This isn't just some mind thing we do. This is a faith-releasing thing we do. The obstacles may be big, but your God is bigger. Giants may be big, but our God is bigger. I got news here. Don't look at how big your problem is. You know, Brother Hagin said that, and it blessed my heart. You know, we had a, one time they had an intercessor at the ministry, and they asked her, they said, what's the difference between the way we prayed and you prayed? She goes, you people make your problems so big, your God's so small. And it was funny, one of the head intercessors of the ministry, they asked her, they said, what's up with you guys? You guys got all your prayers answered, it seemed like. And she said, we did real good at it. You know, I heard Brother Hagin say this. He said, if you didn't want a prayer answered, don't give it to them because they're going to get it if you give it to them. And they asked her one time, they said, what's the difference between the way you guys prayed and the way we pray? The head intercessor lady said this. She said, you guys talk about your problems so much. By the time you go to prayer, you got a little tiny God. You go into prayer with a little tiny God. He said, she said this. She said, we magnified God so much, by the time we went to prayer, we had little problems in a big God. Amen? Don't have big problems in a small God. Amen, guys? You got a big God. Go into your big God with the little problems of life. He's bigger than every virus. He's bigger than every sick. He's bigger than broke. He's bigger than the obstacles. He created the heavens and the earth, my God in heaven. You know, there's a scripture I read to you not too long ago. It said he put the span in the sea in the palm of his hand, and he put the sand in the earth in a bucket. My God in heaven, your God is so big, I tell you what. He's going to bucket this virus. He's going to bucket this lack. And he's going to show himself strong in the life of the believer. Glory to God. That's the good news of the gospel. Amen. This is what I want you to look at here. In Philippians 3.13, God's already promised us victory. That's what you got to remember. God's already promised us victory. I want you to look at this. Go to Philippians 3 and 12. We are going to read Philippians 3.12 in the Message Bible. And I got some breakout little things I want to give you that you can see in this that are going to change. I think they're going to change your life forever. I really do. I think the Word of God could change your life forever. And I know it's going to do it for you. Look what it says here. It says this, I'm not saying that I have this all together, but that I've made it. But I am well on my way reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running. I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on the goal, those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision, and you'll see it yet. No matter what's going on, I want you to think of this. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Stay on this track. Don't get off. Stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running this same course headed for the same goal. There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, trying to get you to go with them. I've warned you many times, and sadly, guess what? I'm having to do it again. All they want is Easy Street. They don't like Christ's cross. They hate it. But Easy Street's a dead-end street. Those who live there make their bellies their gods, and their belches are their praise. All they can think of is their appetite. That's kind of strong, but you know what he's saying is this. He says, they're not thinking about the things I'm thinking about. But I love what he said here. He said, stay on this right track. Even though you got pressure, guess what? Press. This is where we read, press towards the prize of the high calling. If there's pressure for the prize of the high calling, that must mean it's worth something. So when we face the pressure in the earth we're facing, whether it be, it says, I'm off and running, I'm not turning back. Obviously, there's something trying to press on us to go back on our confession, go back on our mind thinking. See, when you start thinking victory, something's going to come against you thinking victory. It's going to make you want to go back to the way you used to think. It's going to make you go back to the way you used to speak. It's going to make you go back to the way you used to live. It's trying. It's not going to do it because you're going to overcome it. Watch this. So keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us, 
If you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, get rid of that blurred vision and get back on track. Ain't that good news? So how do I, here's my question. So how in the world, Pastor Chris, you see here, here's some takeaways for you guys. How do I keep it together in unsettling times? How do I do this? What do I do? I mean, Pastor, I'm trying to do the best I can. I mean, this ain't easy. What do I do? I got, I got, I've got pressure everywhere I go. I've got this pressure, that pressure, life pressure, idea pressure, family pressure, financial pressure, job pressure. Some of you are just pressed in, pressed out. How do I keep pressing against the pressure? Look at John 14, 25. I love this. John 14, everything's in the message unless I otherwise tell you. I just think it reads really nice. I have told you these things while I'm still with you. But the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate will strengthen her and stand by. That's the Holy Ghost. Remember last week we learned we got that intercessor living on the inside of us. He's waiting to be released in the earth to help you in your time of need. Hebrews said this. He said, call upon me in your time of need, and I'll give you grace. I'll give you help. It's time to get your mouth open towards heaven. But look what he says. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He'll teach you all things. He'll cause you to recall. Woo, I like that. He'll cause you to recall. He will remind you and re he will remind you of and bring to your remembrance everything I told you. Man, that's great news, ain't it? He said he's going to call to your recall. So when you get in these pressure situations, some of that stuff's going to recall to your memory. Ain't that good news? Everything I've told you. Peace. Now, listen to what he says in verse 27. I love this. Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Don't let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed, and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Don't let this stuff mess you up. What is he saying? How do I make it through unsettled times? This is why we've got the Holy Spirit, church. This is why he gave us the Holy Spirit on the inside. So we got help in a time of need. How many of you know if your time of need is now, get the help you need from the Word of God? This is where communication through prayer, through the Word of God, through praying in the Spirit, through singing praise, get your attention where it needs to be. You know, I've said this for so long. God gave us worship so we could change our focus in the earth. That is one of the main reasons why he gave us worship. He gave us worship so we could take our eyes off of here and put our eyes over there. See, worship gets my attention off of the natural and puts it where it needs to be on God of the supernatural. So when I lift my hands and say, praise the Lord, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Guess what I'm doing? I'm taking my focus off of the problems of life and I'm finding what? I'm seeing that big God, small problem, big God. That's what you're doing when you do that. That's why it's so important to quicken yourself to these things. I love this. Listen, one of the other things we're supposed to do, we're supposed to reach out for Christ because he reached out to you. What do I do there? Look at this. Psalm 71.10. So powerful. I love this. We're going to read this, right? Through prayer, worship, and the word, my life gets changed. Look what he says. It says, my enemies, and this is why you got to keep reaching because it seems like the pressure keeps coming. My enemies are talking behind my back. They're, they're watching for their chance to knife me. <laughs> that sounds so true. I got some enemies, man. They're, like, they're trying to get me like, they're trying to stab me, you know. What do you mean by that? Well, people don't actually, well, I pray to God people don't walk around, you know, stabbing people. <laughs> if you do, you probably, probably, probably got more problems than you think, amen. But listen, if you know what I'm saying, they're stabbing you with the words of their mouth. The Bible says the word of God is like a sword in your mouth. You know, you, 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 the, the words cut, coming in, the words coming, a two-edged sword out of the mouth. People's words cut. You know, whoever said, 
um, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt you. That's a lie. Words will destroy you. They're meant to cut. That's just my enemies are, sometimes your enemies are people close to you. They're talking stuff about you they don't need to talk. They're cutting you with the words of their mouth. They're not, they're not positive at all. They're really negative around you, and it's hurtful. And I got news for you. Listen, it says, it says this, the gossip is, this is what they're saying, my enemies. God has abandoned him. Pounce on him now. No one will help him. God, God, listen, God, don't just watch from the sidelines. Come on. Run to our side. Don't you feel like that sometimes? Like, come on, man. God, interact already now and get this thing over with. You could smack all this stuff off the face of the earth like that. And God's not, God didn't bring this stuff, but God's kind of waking up everybody to the truth of the matter this, that God doesn't bring problems. He's the solution to problems. But guess what? You can't just run lawless in the earth forever and not expect something to go wrong. I'm telling you guys, that's true. As much as God would just like to come in and just wipe it all away, guess what? Judgment is going to come because sin has to be judged. In the end, it'll all be judged, but sometimes in seasons of life, we walk through some seasons that are not comfortable as the church, but thank God we got God. What a great time. My accusers make them lose face. Those out to get me make them look like idiots. That sounds like something you might be saying. Make them look like idiots. Look at this. While I stretch out, reaching for you. I love that. He's saying, look, I'm pressed in. David's saying, look, I'm pressed in. I got pressure. All my critics are talking about me. Everybody's blah, blah, blah. They're cutting me with their mouth. They're cutting me with their words. They're not walking in love. They're not being so gracious. They're kind of being mean about it. God, can you just wipe these people that are hurt in my feelings, wipe them off the face of the earth, get them out of here while I stretch out reaching for you and daily add praise to praise. Amen. Ain't that good? How do I stretch out for God? I add praise to praise. I'll write the book on your righteousness. Isn't that so good? Talk up your salvation to live long day, and I'll never run out of good things to write or say. I come in the power of the Lord God. I post signs marking his right of way. Ain't that good news that I got to reach forward towards God? He said, I reach for you. Reach for the prize. Reach for him. How do I reach for him? You know, I think of the kids, you know, when they were little, you know, they would jump off their bed, you know, or they would all like get to the edge of the bed and, you know, they want to see those hands out there, you know, that they, they'd be like, daddy, you sure you're going to catch me? I'm going to jump, you know, <laughs> and you know, you're, you're a good parent, so you're really bracing yourself for this. And, you know, even in this day, you know, sometimes they'll want to, they'll want to jump from a couple steps up on the steps, like, you catch me, all right? You promise you're going to catch They sit there, you promise you're going to catch me. You're not going to, da daddy, you promise you're going to, I'm going to jump, you promise. And, you know, a couple of times, you know, you stand there like, come on, let's go. You, you, and what do they do when they jump? They don't just re jump up with their arms. Like, they reach out because they know you're reaching for them. As the minute they, as minute, now think of this. The minute they jump off that step, when they're on that step, they're not really too excited about reaching out. But the minute they get out in uncharted water, the minute they get out in a place that's dangerous, what do I do? They reach out so you come grab them. You know, I thought about this. I think of this one, right? Matthew 14, 26. I love this. This is where Peter really comes in. How many of you know he reached out, but you got to stay reached out? You got to stay stretched in certain seasons. Listen, you all know what happens. This is when Peter sees Jesus walking on the water. And I thought this was so, so, such, a, such a, a powerful um, vision to see when I was talking about reaching out. You know, like the kids, they've reached out. Me, good and a good parent, what did I do? I reached out and called them. Amen. Even when it wasn't easy, I pulled it off. Why? Because you don't want nothing to happen to your kids. Amen? Just like our father doesn't want nothing happening to his kids. Look what it says there. They were scared out of their wits. A ghost, they said, crying out in terror. But Jesus was quick to comfort them. Isn't that so good? Even when they didn't know, they were scared. Jesus said, no, nah, no, nah, it's me. And you know what? He said this. Jesus was quick to comfort them. He said, what? Courage, it's me. Don't be afraid. Peter suddenly bold said, Master, if it's really you, call me to come to you on the water. He said, come ahead. 
jumping out of the boat. Doesn't that sound like Peter? Just jumping out. Just like the kids, right? They jump out. They, they are not worried about it. They're going for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Peter, Peter was what? Look at this. Peter suddenly bold said, Master, if it's really you, call me to come. He said, come ahead, jumping out of the barrel. Peter walked on water to Jesus. But when he looked down at the waves churning beneath his feet, boy, I tell you what, it's easy to get out here, but it's something else to stay out here, ain't it? This was all cute, all this stuff we were learning all these years. Now we've got to live by it. You know, I was kidding with the church. I said, man, all those, all those scriptures about prospering are paying off when you got to live by God's prosperity. All those scriptures about being an overcomer. You know, I met somebody from the church. I don't want to mention their name. But they were like, Pastor, you know what I started thinking about? I said, what's that? They said, the last couple of years of everything you were teaching me, I started putting into an effect when this corona thing showed up. I said, yeah, that's what we were getting ready for. We didn't know what it is, but we weren't preparing like, you know, we're not like the crazy people in the church having rapture practice. Like, we're just jumping off chairs like, one day we're going up in the suite by and by. <laughs> no, we're not. Have, this is not practice. We're, we're not practicing for some for something that's, we're, we're prepared. Now, if the Lord comes, you know you know what I'm saying. We don't just, this wasn't like, pra, like we just preach stuff practicing. Sooner or later, we're going to have to put this stuff to work. Amen? And it might just be that it's, it's time for you to put it to work. Amen? Amen? Remember we talked, teacher don't talk during the test. It's the test is on. Hopefully you studied, amen, and if not, we can put you on the podcast. You can cram real quick and catch up. Glory to God. He said this. He said, Peter said, come on, jumping out of the boat. Peter walked on the water, but when he looked down at the waves churning beneath his feet, he lost his nerve. Boy, oh, boy. I'll tell you what. And he started to sink. Guys, you know what? Sometimes we all lose our nerve. You say, Pastor Chris, you lose your nerve? Yeah, but I don't tell nobody. You know what I mean? Sometimes I face stuff, and I just go, man, this stuff seems overwhelming. What am I going to do? But I lean on my confidence on the inside. Sometimes situations look like, what are we going to do? There are so many things I don't understand. I know God's faithful. But sometimes you lose your nerve. Yeah, everybody does. I think Jesus got tested even at losing his nerve, but he overcame. He sat in a garden one day and said, I don't really want to drink that cup. I don't want to go down that road. But I know I got it, and I will. I counted joy. I don't want you to get the wrong idea. He, he, he was strong and bold. But he said this. He said, I don't want to drink that cup, but I will. Not because I want to do it, but because I have to do it for you. Sometimes I think in life, I, I think sometimes even me, I, 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 take, I take courage because I'm not, I'm not just doing it for me. We're doing it together. Amen. Sometimes you think you're facing stuff alone. You're never facing anything alone, and there's always, always somebody else being affected by you taking courage. Look what he says here. He says, he started to sink. He lost his nerve. He cried. He said, Master, save me. Jesus didn't hesitate. He reached down. That's the thing about God. When we reach up, he'll reach down. When you reach up, he'll reach down. Just like the kids. They would reach out and not reach up. I want you to know something. If you reach up, he'll reach down. He'll meet you right there in your need. He said he would. He said this. He said he reached down and he grabbed his hand. Jesus didn't hesitate. Grabbed his hand and he said, faint heart, what got into you? The two of them climbed into the boat and the wind died down. Isn't that something? One, they, they, you know what's funny? Sometimes in life you don't think you're passing the test because it looks like you failed. You didn't fail. You learned. I was starting to think about something about God. It was kind of funny. I said, sometimes God's math doesn't work out. And you say, what do you mean? I thought about something. I said, you know, sometimes addition doesn't always look like it's working. Because God's really not the God of addition. He's the God of multiplication. I've seen God seem like he's given something and stuff moved. It seemed like, you know, you think like two plus two would equal four. But sometimes, you know, it's like, Four goes ahead, and then it looks like three gets away, and you know what I mean? Are you kind of seeing what I'm saying? doesn't always look like it's working out on my behalf is what I'm saying. doesn't look like my waiting is helping. doesn't look like some of my time. seems like the multiple years of life that things were supposed to happen, they didn't happen. I don't think God's math works out too good sometimes. But then I found out he's not the God of addition. He's the God of multiplication. That's really powerful if you got me. 
Sometimes the years don't look like they added up to the results, but one day of multiplication, he could take what I've done and speed it up into the future and give me everything. He's that kind of God that he can do it for you. The disciples in the boat have been watched the whole thing, worship Jesus, saying, this is it. You are God's son for sure. <laughs> they seen him walking on water and doing the miracles. This was the key. They knew because of who he was, he could do what he said he can do. Amen? Ain't that great news? Look at this. Don't turn back. That's what I want you to remember. Whatever you do, don't turn back. That's so important. Don't turn back. Sometimes in life, I think like we think we want to go, we got to go back. There ain't no going back. Amen? I want you to remember that. Don't turn back. Everybody say that out loud. I'm not turning back. Look at it. He says here in Hebrews 10.35. I'm going to give you this one. I'm going to give you one more. Look at Hebrews 10.35. It says this. I love this. Don't turn back. Just because we got pressured, don't throw it all away. Man, this is so good. Hebrews 10.35 in the message. Look what it says here. It says, so don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourselves then. It's still a sure thing. Isn't that powerful? But you need to stick it out. Isn't this good? Come on, guys. We got pressure. We know, but we're pushing through the pressure. We're pushing through the problems, going to the promised land. We're pushing through the problems with our praise. We're reaching up, and he's reaching down. We're reaching out. He's reaching in. Don't forget that. Look what it says. Don't throw it all the way now. You're sure of yourselves then. Be sure now. It's still a sure thing. I read the back of the book. We win, guys. Listen to this. But you need to stick it out. Staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promised completion. It won't be long now. He's on the way. He'll show up any minute. But anyone who is right with me thrives on loyal trust. If he cuts and runs, I won't be very happy. But we're not quitters. Amen. We're not quitters. We're winners. Who lose out? Oh, no. We'll stay with it and survive trusting all the way. Glory to God. I love that. And if you don't like that one, look at this one. Proverbs 24, 16 is life-changing. I'm telling you, this stuff is going to make a way for you through the word of God to change your life. Look what it says there. This stuff's going to change your life. Look at Proverbs 24, 16. No matter how many times you trip them up, God-loyal people don't stay down long. Soon, they're up on their feet while the wicked end up flat on their faces. Ain't that great news? No matter how many times you get tripped up, you're a God-loyal person. You're going to stay on your feet and rise up. Listen to this. I started, I started asking. I wanted to leave you with this. Are you, this is my question. You know, I really felt like the Lord asked me this. Are you waiting well in this season of life? And I got a scripture for you in Hebrews 6, 10, 11, and 12. Are you waiting well? Are you waiting well in this season of life? I ask myself that question. Am I doing good in waiting? Or am I, or am I not really achieving? I said this to you guys. Don't waste the pressure. But here's another one. Don't waste the time. Don't waste the time. In this season of waiting, in this season, if you think about it, the earth right now is, seems like somebody put the world on pause. Like everything was going, everything was moving, and all of a sudden, God, or however this thing worked, God just went, pause. And he clicked the pause button, and everybody's like, fro you know like when you're watching a movie or something? The kids know how to make the, the TV speed up, go back and forth. You know, the other day we were watching something, and usually I, I give one of them the remote, because I don't understand how half that stuff works. And there was a guy was like, and he was like, and it's like God just paused here, like, hey. Do you guys see I'm trying to get your attention? Guys are moving pretty fast down there. Just put you on pause. Are you paying attention to me? Are you paying attention to my word? Hey, Earth, are you guys paying attention to the way I want things done? Did I get your attention yet? Have I grabbed the world's attention. He's God. 
Maybe we've been getting so busy we forgot about him. He just said, click. Stay still for a minute. Let me try to speak to you and let me see where you're at. Look what it says here in Hebrews 6 and 10. It says, God is not unrighteous to forget or overlook your labor, the love which you have shown for his namesake, and ministering to the needs of the saint, his own consecrated people, as you still do. But we do strongly and earnestly desire for each of you to show the same diligence and sincerity all the way in realizing and enjoying the full assurance and development of your hope until the end. In order, why? That you may not grow disinterested and become spiritually sluggards, but imitators behaving as do those who through faith do. How do they do? By their leaning on of their entire personality on God in Christ in absolute trust, confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. And but let me tell you another one. This one's not easy, but it's true. By practice of patience, endurance, and waiting. Now ready, basically, to inherit the promises. Waiting. How good am I waiting? Ever ask yourself that question? Am I doing good in the waiting? Am I doing good? Am I taking the time in the waiting to really embrace the place? Some of the things I thought about, am I growing in grace in this season? Am I embracing the place I'm in right now in this season? I thought about some of them stuff. How about this one? Am I developing the faith in the place? And am I waiting well in the season I'm in? Am I doing well in my waiting? Think about this. Every season of life is bringing something, guys. This might just be a season of life where we're trying to navigate the press. We're getting pressed, but are we pressing back? Are we taking the time to put the word of God in our mind, in our mouth, in our heart, and press against the things that we know we need to press against? How good is my waiting? Do I wait patiently? You know, I thought about something the other day. I said it Sunday. I said, you know, mandate... The mandate of love has been given to everybody, but the fruit of kindness needs me to develop it. Am I doing good in, in these gracious points of the place where I'm in? Am I taking this time to develop at another level? I want you to know this. We're going to face circumstances. We're going to face obstacles. We're going to face sometimes areas where it looks overwhelming, but I got news for you. We've already got the victory. We're not trying to get the victory. We've got the victory. Take the tools of victory and create a brand new consciousness in your daily walk that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Don't forget it. You are ready to overcome everything because your faith has already overcome the world. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person listening at the sound of my voice. I thank you for the church family, the partners, the members, the friends. Bless them, Lord. Keep them. Watch over them. Watch over their family. Keep them well. God, until we can come together again, God, as we miss one another, as we long for one another, as we're praying for one another, let this season be a season where we grow in you. We grow in the overcoming ability you've given us. And most of all, we grow in love. We grow in patience. We grow in the gifts. We grow in everything you gave us. So, Father, I thank you right now for blessing them, keeping them, and God watch over them. And show them, and this, show each and every one of them out there how much love you have for them. I think about what Peter said. He didn't hesitate. He reached in so he can reach him up to another level. Bless them, Lord, and keep them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord, guys. It's been great being with you. I'm going to be against you again on Sunday. Look for your emails. Stay connected to the ministry. Don't forget to share this. It's really helping people get encouraged. I love you. Me, Pastor Liz, the kids. Man, we love you. We miss you. We can't wait to be together. It's going to be awesome when we can get together in the house of the Lord. It's right around the corner. I'm really feeling good about it. Keep it in the prayer time. Keep it in your stuff. Check your emails. We'll see you soon. God bless you, and we love you. It's going to be a great day at Relevant real soon, and it is right now. Love you. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.